word said that at the entrance of your word bringeth light and that light giveth understanding lord we as children we have come that we may receive of you oh god holy spirit we are asking that our hearts are like a canvas write your words on our hearts oh god let these words transform our lives oh god that men will see and give you all the glory lord i submit myself to you as well that lord you will speak through me that lord everyone who will hear your word this morning be blessed and the name of the lord be glorified in jesus mighty and matchless name hallelujah amen amen tell your neighbor it's good to see you in church once again hallelujah amen 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 we thank god for having kept us all throughout the month of October. and to the glory of his name you and i are here once again hallelujah amen amen praise the name of the lord um quickly let's open our bibles to the book of second kings hallelujah Bible to the book of 2 Kings chapter 4. We are carrying on from what we did last week. 2 Kings chapter 4. We are reading from verses 1 to 7. 2 Kings chapter 4. We are reading from verses 1 to 7. If you are there with me, say Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Aside from the fact that we are in a digital age, spiritual maturity demands that at least you have access to the word of god at least digitally or analog in other words you're carrying your bible physically or you have a bible app on your phone but either ways never let the word of god be far from you hallelujah amen are we all there praise god let's read together one to go a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to elijah saying your servant my husband is dead and you know that your servant feared the lord and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves so elijah said to her what shall i do for you tell me what do you have in the house and she said your maid servant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil then he said go borrow vessels from everywhere from all your neighbors empty vessels do not gather just a few but when you have come in you shall shut the door behind you and your sons then pour it into the vessels and set aside the full ones so she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her sons bring me another vessel so he said to her there is not another so the oil ceased then she came and told the man of god and he said go sell the oil and pay your debt and you and your sons shall live on the rest may the lord bless the reading of his word in jesus mighty name amen um for those of us who are writing again we are carrying on from where we left off last week the part two of our teaching series financial freedom god's way hallelujah financial freedom god's way in other words you are if you are one of those who believe that god wants you to be free financially can you indicate by raising your hand hallelujah if you're not one of those that believe that god wants you to be financial free all i'm asking you to do is to please keep an open mind 
and by the grace of God at the end of this teaching I expect that I must have in some shape or form by the help of the Holy Spirit been able to convince you that it is God's idea that you and I be free financially hallelujah and so for the sake of giving a recap I'll just um, revisit discussed last week and we started off by saying that one of the things that we accept from according to the things that God has intended scriptures is that the Bible says in the book of Revelation chapter 5 verse 12 it says worthy and deserving is a lamb that was sacrificed to receive power riches and honor wisdom might and honor glory and blessing in other words telling us that one of the things that Jesus came to do or died on the cross of Calvary for you and I is that we have access to these sevenfold blessings. Hallelujah. And so Paul was writing to the church in Corinth and he said, and God is able to make all grace. In other words, every favor and earthly blessings come in abundance to you so that you may always under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in him, and have an abundance for every good work and act of charity. Hallelujah. Again, confirming the idea that God wants us to not just have enough, but to have enough to be a blessing to the next person. And I said something very profound, that the fact that God wants you and I to be financially free does not mean that everybody will be a millionaire. Hallelujah. Being a millionaire or a billionaire is not the goal. The goal of every believer is that I have enough to meet my needs and to meet the needs of anyone who comes to me for help. Hallelujah. It's the name of God. Hallelujah. And so for that reason, you understand that if this is God's idea, then you must embrace the fact that the devil wants the opposite for you and I. In other words, it is the devil's intention that you and I be subjected to poverty. Poverty in the sense that constantly subjected or held captive from being able to freely do the things that God wants us to do. And so the Bible says that in the book of Exodus 8 verse 12, or, or rather 1 to 2, it says, Then God said to Moses, Go back and to Pharaoh and announce to him, Let my people go that they can worship me. Hallelujah. In other words, again, God is confirming to you and we are going to be able to worship God effectively. We must come to a place where, number one, we don't have any concerns whatsoever of our needs. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so we began to explore what does it mean to be financially free. And we said that financial freedom, according to a man of God, said that financial freedom is attained when the returns on our investment exceeds the cost of our living. Hallelujah. Many a times we believe that I'm financially free when is enough to meet my needs and to meet the needs of others. But the reality of it is that's not financial. And I will explain. If you were to lose that job today and not get any other job, at some point in time, your savings will what? Be exhausted. And then you're back to square one. And so we understand that financial freedom is when the returns on our investment, hallelujah, exceeds 
such that as a result of what we have invested, we are able to get dividends from our investment. So a good example, the Bible tells us in the book of Mark 25, talking about the power of the talents, that a man was going into a far country and he gave one three and he gave one one. Hallelujah. And the whole idea behind that investment to them was at the end when he comes back, he must expect a return. Hallelujah. God expects a return on his investment. And the idea must also be translated into our respective lives. Hallelujah. And so we explored last week that why should we be financially free? And we said that one of the things that being free is the fact that we have the liberty to worship God. Hallelujah. I recall I gave the example here that could you imagine a number of people have approached me time and time again that as a result of their financial pressures, they are not able to even church. Praise God. I recall when some people said, oh, I'm not able to make to church, Pastor, only because on a Sunday. As much as that's the case, you understand that you don't really have liberty. Because the truth is, if they give you a shift on a Sunday and you don't show up, chances are that what? You might praise God. And so you don't have liberty of worship. Hallelujah. Number two is that God wants us to be financially free because we can advance the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Where you and I are focused on advancing God's agenda here on the earth. Number three is that soul winning through charity. In other words, as a result of the good death communicates to people, they are able to come to um, of the fact that Jesus died for and their life transformed. Hallelujah. Praise. And so I'll give a good example again. For many of us, we are from African descent. You will agree with me that growing up, for some of us, we went to what we call Christian secondary schools. But you understand that one of the reasons why those schools existed was not because they just wanted to build schools. No. Missionaries came to Africa, identified a need, and were willing to communicate, communicate the gospel through what? Satisfying that need. That is why you would have, for example, secondary schools like St. Joseph's Secondary School. Again, the whole idea was that if I'm able to meet the needs of those people, perhaps they would give me audience to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And number four, we say that we need to be financially free for us to be able to raise a godly family. Praise the name of the Lord. We live in an age where the devil is contending for a place in our households. Hallelujah. And by reason of that, we realize that if we don't come to a point where we are financially free, the devil would have a free reign over the affairs of our lives and that of our children. Hallelujah. And so the essence of today's service is to now learn the how. Praise God. We have understood the why last week. Today, we are looking at how do we become financially free God's way. Hallelujah. How do we become free financially God's way? How do we become free financially God's way? And I said here that in order for us to understand financial freedom, we must have a proper understanding of what money is. Hallelujah. I remember one time in secondary school, I was so broke. Hallelujah. I was so broke. My pocket money finished. And I would never forget that encounter because I 
was in the dining hall in secondary school and I took out a, a sheet of paper and I was so upset and I said, just this paper, just because of paper, I'm not able to buy one or two things that I need. And as God, as if God just heard my anger, praise God. And as I look back, I saw my dad's car driving into the school. Hallelujah. Honest, God's honest truth. And that was how I had something to eat that day. Praise God. But in other words, what I'm trying to say here is the fact that until you and I have an understanding of what money is, perhaps we will live our lives chasing the wrong thing. Praise God. I remember a young a colleague of mine at work, a very young guy, very ambitious. And I asked him, so why do, what's your purpose in life? And he said, my purpose in life is to make money. Hallelujah. Now, can you imagine if that guy lives to 90 years old and never makes money? Praise God. That means he has lived 90 years on the earth, yet he has wasted 90 solid years. And so you understand that the purpose of life is not to make money. Praise God. The essence of life is that you and I live to fulfill the assignment that God has placed us here on the earth. Praise the name of the Lord. And so the Bible says that if we are going to understand money, then we must possess what? Wisdom. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible says, Proverbs 4 from verse 7, it says that wisdom is the principal thing. And it says, in all getting what? Get what? Understanding. Talking about wisdom, you now see in Proverbs 8 verse 18, it says what? Riches and honor are with me. So, it is possible that for me to actually be rich in wealth or be rich in this thing called money, I must be wise. Praise God. That nobody attained financial freedom, God's way, without what? Possessing wisdom. Remember, I'm not talking about how the world gets rich. We're looking at what? How to be rich, God's own way. Hallelujah. And so the Bible is saying that if we are going to be rich or be financially free, then what we need is to have an understanding and that understanding is backed up by wisdom. Because here it's saying that wisdom is saying, riches and honor are with me. Yea, durable what? Riches and righteousness. I love that word, durable riches. In other words, riches that is able to stand the test of time. Riches that is able to go from generations to generations unto generations. Hallelujah. For many of us, we know several people who perhaps their parents were rich. But the wealth never got to the second generation. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so they are used to saying, oh, when my father was alive, God forbid that will be my experience for, or the experience of my children. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. But if this is going to be the case, then we must have an understanding of what money is. So then, praise God. So, so what then is money? Praise God. What then is money? First of all, we must agree that money is not paper. Praise God. If money was paper, then all those who are counterfeiting it would have been able to spend it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Money is not what? Paper. In other words, money, as I put it here, is a reward for value. Praise God. I say it again. Money 
It's a what? Reward for what? Value added. It's very, very key. Money is a reward for what? The value added. Or it's a means of exchange. Praise the name of the Lord. Have you ever wondered that no matter what, the best of doctors, praise God, the best of doctors, if they say the best surgeon in the whole world, are we together? And for example, the best carpenter in the whole world, they will never end the same thing. Why? What separates them? Value. Why? Because one offers greater value for life. Praise God. And the other one is just what? Furniture. Praise God. And so you understand that if you are going to earn money, you must be what? Value driven. Am I making sense? Because you understand that there is no extent or there is no limit to what you can earn if you are a man or a woman of value. Funny enough, I was telling my wife, just making jokes over the week, and I said, I can never be poor. And she was wrong. I said, because I would always have some value to add. Praise God. I said, let's think about it. At least, I would have enough money to provide food to eat. Because what comes to worse, I can cook. Praise God. If cooking is not working, I can cut hair. Praise God. I'm not joking. I can, at least I can give a very good haircut. So if that's not working, at least I'm an accountant. Someone would need on how to manage their resources. Praise God. If that's not working, at least I'm good at public speaking. Praise God. And so there would always be something for me to do to ensure that what? I am earning some form of money or, or I'm being rewarded in some shape or form. And so you understand that if that is the case about money, then you understand that value is intangible. Because many a times we believe that what money is what we see physically. But the truth is value is intangible. And so, as they will say, sticks and stones may break me, but you can't break my spirit. What I'm trying to simply say by that statement is the fact that if you steal my money today, praise God, I will always make it back. All it will take is a matter of time. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because it is someone, and that's why you understand where people say, oh, they stole my money or somebody duped me, and for that reason, I took my life. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's because of that lack of understanding. Because you have placed so much premium on your bank balance that, you know, I watched a documentary of a guy called Grant Cordon, the guy who does TEDx, and for many of us who know him. And he was trying to prove a point. And he said, take me to a city in America where nobody knows me. Praise God. Let me live like the average Joe. In other words, let me live like a beggar or whatever it is. Or the TV show that he did. And this guy was living like a pauper. All it took him was, I think it was under three months, praise God, and he was able to make a million dollars. Praise God. And the whole idea of what he was trying to say is that what? Money. I may lose money. All it takes is what? Time. And I would make it back. And so you understand that value, if you understand the essence of value, 
then wherever you find yourself, because many a times we have this mindset that God's blessing is limited to a location. So for that reason, if I'm, I need to go to, say for example, I need to go to London for me to be a millionaire. Praise God. When we finish school, Austin will bear me witness. You know, many of, of my contemporaries then were saying, oh, you know what, there's nothing working in Swansea. So for that reason, I just need to leave this place and go to where I can get a job. Praise God. Now, to the glory of God, now I know better anyways, but something held me back. Praise God. But, and to the glory of God, I'm not doing bad after all. Most of these people have all gone back. What am I trying to say? We must abandon that idea that money is tied to a location. You know, the Bible talks about Isaac. And he said that an Isaac sowed in the land and he reaped what? A hundredfold or a thousandfold. I can't recall how the Bible expressly says it. And I began to wonder. Now, mind you that in that place there was famine. Praise God. There was famine. He wanted to go down to Egypt. God said, stay in that land. God was trying to prove a point. That the blessing is not tied to a location but to a person. Praise God. The blessing is not tied to a location but to a person. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs 21 verse 20, it says that what there is great treasure. Hallelujah. It says there is treasure in the dwelling of the wise. Hallelujah. There is treasure. All I'm trying to make you understand is that what, what you're looking for, like I said last week, Sunday, is within. Praise God. There is no, because the, the truth is, as they say, you can take a man out of the ghetto, but you can never take the ghetto out of the man. In other words, if I give a poor person 200 pounds, praise God, or 200,000 pounds, all it takes is a matter of time and he will squander everything. But now I give somebody who is rich, not in money, but in value, praise God, all it will take is that what? Time and he will make that 200,000 pounds. Praise God. Hope I'm making sense. So you understand that many a times what we are asking God for God is saying if only you would look within that's what the bible said that for we have this treasure in earthen vessels you must be looking down on yourself based on your background or your limitations assuming that that is what determines your destiny praise the name of the lord hallelujah and so i said here that for money to happen because money follows value praise god money what follows value and I said that value plus the right location is what guarantees money. And when I mean location, I, I will explain. You will agree with me that there can be two people who are barbers. Praise God. There can be two people who are barbers. One cut hair in St. Helens Road, right? On that street where, just not far from here. That's a location. But there's somebody else who cuts hair on the streets of Chelsea, praise God, in London, where you, you in quote, is the highbrow area. They do the same thing, but they operate in two different locations. I don't need you to, to tell me who earns more. 
because we all know who is going to be earning more. Praise God. And so again, I say that what value and being at the right location is what commands what money. And so you realize that poverty is not lack of money, but what? Lack of what? Value. Praise God. So whenever you say, oh, I don't have money, what you are saying is that I don't have value to offer. Praise God. Pardon me to say this, but even prostitutes add value. Praise God. That is why somebody is willing to commit some form of money because value is perception. If you're able to understand what people need and be able to plug that gap, there is no extent to what you can get. That's why nowadays they say that, you know what, IT is, is like the next blood money. Praise God. Because very few people can do it. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so poverty is not the lack of money, but what? The absence of value. Praise God. Essence of today's teaching is to bring us to the point where you stop murmuring and start looking within. Just like the woman we read in scripture, she had no value for what she had, if not for Elijah. Praise God. Because you understand that it took a man of God to open her eyes to see that this thing that you are actually despising is the secret to your next level. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So how then do we become financially free? And before I go into this, I want to say that there are two dimensions to financial freedom, God's way. In other words, there's the supernatural dimension which many of us are, are accustomed to. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good, good measure, pressed down, shaking over. Praise God. Hallelujah. But the question is, what happens when I don't even have what to give? Praise God. Because if you give nothing, you do what? You get what? Nothing. Praise God. Or for example, someone will say, oh, how do I receive from God? There are certain things that this, this natural dimension is making reference to the things that only God, it will take the hand of God to do. In other words, things like favor, that God will put likeness or God will plant your name or just the desire for you in the heart of somebody. And all of a sudden, your story changes. Um, time will not permit me, but maybe on a personal level, I will tell you my story of how I started in this city. Praise God. If I was to explain it, I will explain my story in the supernatural dimension. Because the truth is, I came here, I knew nobody. I, don't, I did not have any cousin or friend whatsoever. Praise God. But just one man just liked me. Praise God. That like, you cannot command it, is God. Praise the name of the Lord. That you find favor in the sight of someone who takes your matter personally, is God. Hallelujah. But there's also a dimension where is the physical one, the things that you and I are responsible for. Praise the name of the Lord. Just like John chapter 2 verse 5, the Bible said that wine had Philips at the wedding. And they came and presented the challenge to Jesus. And the mother of Jesus said to them, whatsoever he tells you to do, do what? Do it. So there's something that you must do, you and I must do, if we are going to be free financially, God's way. Hallelujah. And so I start by saying to the three of them, they are focused on three things. Number one, your motive. Number two, your mind. And number three, what? The method. Hallelujah. 
Say it again. What together? The motive, the mind, and what? The method. Hallelujah. The motive, the mind, and what? The method. We'll start with the mind. Sorry, the motive. Bible says in the book of James chapter 4 verse 3, it says you ask and do not receive because what? You ask amiss that you may what? Spend it on your own what? Pleasures. Hallelujah. The reality of this is this. If your reason for being financially free is just for you to enjoy the pleasures of life and that alone, as far as financial prosperity is God's way, forget about it. If the reason why you want to be free financially as a believer is to fly the first class, is to wear the Gucci and the Prada, hallelujah, to drive the ranges of this world and it ends there, hallelujah. As far as prospering God's way is concerned, forget about it, hallelujah. Am I saying that wearing Prada is wrong? No. Am I saying that driving a Range Rover is wrong? No. The Bible said that he has given us what? All things that we may what? Enjoy. Hallelujah. But that should not be the motive. The primary motive for you to want to prosper must be that God, I want to wipe the tears of people around me. Hallelujah. Because the, the essence of it is that God knows what you need. Praise God. He just needs to be sure that your heart is in the right place. Praise the name of the Lord. He needs to confirm that what your heart and your intention is in the right place. That's why the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And it says, And all other things shall be what added unto you. Praise God. Your motive must be in check. Number two is the subject of what? The mind. That's why I love the prayer when um, Sam was praying earlier on and he was saying that mindset, your mindset about financial freedom is the, allow me to tell you, is the most significant aspect of this topic. I praise the name of the Lord. Because the Bible says that what? For as he thinks in his heart, praise God, is what? So is he. When you say mindset, it is the setting of your mind. Praise God. Your mindset, your approach towards this thing called money. Because you see, if you believe that there is no money, guess what? You will not what? See any money. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, a lady, God bless Mama Copeland. She said, your future, your future is stored up where? In your heart. Praise God. Your future is stored up in your heart. Because how you perceive life determines what follows you. Praise the name of the Lord. Talk to somebody who is in poverty. Or for someone who is experiencing lack. All you would hear is complaint. Praise God. There is nothing working. Oh, my bosses don't like me. That's why they want to sack me. Praise God. Oh, perhaps, you know what? Uh, the reason why I did not get probation or I didn't pass probation in my office was because, oh, I'm a Christian. They don't like Christians here. Praise God. Because many a times, one of the things that you will never lack if you look for it is excuse. Praise God. 
you, there is there's always an excuse to give. You will never lack it. And so you understand that your mindset or your approach towards this thing called financial prosperity is a key determinant of how God begins to deal with you and I. And so how then is our mindset formed? Number one is our experiences. Praise God. That you grew up poor does not mean that you must be poor. Praise God. Hallelujah. That you were cheated yesterday does not mean that somebody else will cheat you tomorrow. Praise God. Because one of the things that the enemy uses is that he uses experiences for us to form what? Opinions and patterns of our lives. Praise God. That is why the Bible said that for the weapons of our warfare are not canal. But they are mighty in God. For what? Pulling down of strongholds. The best way I can explain stronghold is... For those of us, or for, and I will say uh, the women, I don't mean that men can't cook, because in this nowadays, you know, you have to be totally correct. Anything you say, you say, oh, does it mean that women I belong to the kitchen? No. But I'm saying that based on their experience, they will agree with what I'm saying. You will agree that when you use a frying pan to fry oil the first day, and you don't wash it, there's no issue. Praise God. The second day, you don't wash it, there's no issue. The third day, you don't wash it, there's no issue. Now, if you continue using that same frying pan for a year, try and wash it with the best of soap. Will it go? Absolutely. Praise God. That's what they call a stronghold. Hallelujah. Because you are trying to get rid of it, but it's not going. Praise the name of the Lord. And so when the Bible says that it can only take God, that's why Paul was saying that that. Only a renewed mind would be able to accept what is the what perfect will of God. Because the truth is, anybody who has gone through negative experiences and you say, my God wants to bless you. That is the approach. That is the default setting. Praise the name of the Lord. Because they assume that for the fact that I've experienced bitter things in the past, that is all my life would all be about. Praise God. Experiences. Number two is what? Your exposure. Praise God. What have you seen? You see, the beauty of exposure is that it stretches your mind. Praise God. For someone who grew up in a box, you will assume that the best there is is what? A box. Hallelujah. But as you begin to explore the world and begin to see possibilities, cultures and experiences all across the world, you begin to embrace new what? Ideologies. Hallelujah. That's why you understand. You remember my wife, we, we went somewhere one day and we were looking for a house. And so we knocked on the door because we said, okay, you know what? Since... We trust God that one day we'll be living around this area. Let's just knock on the door and talk to the people who live around there. I kid you not. You know, after talking to them, oh, she was saying, oh, my husband is a consultant. He does this, he does that. We spoke to the next family, you know. When we drove off, I told her, do you know something? I don't have the money, now, but there's a sense of feeling that I feel. I don't have it, but I feel like I have it. Praise God. Why? Because I've been exposed to their language. Praise God. 
I've been exposed to how they do things. All of a sudden, I'm beginning to embrace certain possibilities that ordinarily I could not ex experience. That is why they often say that what? The people you hang around are a proof of where you are going. Praise the name of the Lord. The people you hang around are what? A proof of where you are going. God knows that I enjoyed that exposure so much. I treasured it so much. And I was like, if this is what it takes, then perhaps, perhaps, perhaps I need to change my circle. Praise God. Because many are times we are used to playing local champions. You know, I'm the best among the blind. So for that reason, you know, as they say it in, in Nigerian parlance, you know, I better pass my neighbor. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. But if we are going to prosper God's way, be willing to expose yourself to God's way of doing things. Exposure. Because the Bible says that what? To him who believes is key. It says to him who believes what? All things are what? Possible. Hallelujah. To him who believes all what? Things are what? Possible. When I was coming here for my master's degree, for many of us is a question that you will ask because i had a good job i had no reason to leave praise god but i knew that this was not me i just wanted to leave but logically speaking i had no reason to leave i was earning a fantastic salary a young promising career so why should i leave and so the lady who was doing the admissions for swansea uni then i asked her and i said what is the possibility of me getting a job after school and she said, I'll be honest with you, I schooled in the UK, I'm now back in Nigeria. Finding a job is tough. There and then, God will bear me witness. I said, not me. Exposure. Exposure. It says, to him who believes, what? All things are what? Possible. Praise God. All things are what? Possible. That is not working for others does not mean that it will not work for me. That's my life. Right from when I was... It's funny because God will begin to use these salient ways to teach me things even before I knew that they were godly. Praise God. When I was growing up, when I was in school, I kept on telling my mom, I have this urgency that when I finish university, I'll get a car. She was thinking I'm stupid. Praise God. That's the truth. She was thinking I was stupid. She was saying, if you're thinking of your father, I will give you this car. Forget it. But I just kept on... Because you see, what you believe, you cannot help but speak it. Praise God. Exposure. And I kept on speaking this thing. That God... I don't know where. And so I was looking for the likely sources. But guess what? When the car came, it was from my least expected place. Praise God. All I'm saying is that what? First and foremost adjust your mind that God can do this thing. That if God is going to prosper anybody, why can't it be me? Yes, I may have left Nigeria. Why can't I be, why can't I prosper here in the United Kingdom? Praise the name of the Lord. Because one of the things that happens to us Africans, many of us like to think small. Praise God. As a result of where we come from, once I'm living in a small place, at least it's okay. Praise God. But you see, when you expose yourself to people who are doing it, 
you begin to ask yourself, why can't I be the next person? You know, Denzel Washington said something. He said that if you hang around the barber shop long enough, you'll get a free haircut. Praise God. What that statement, it may sound comical, but the reality of it is if you hang around people who are doing it, all it will take is time. You are the next person. Praise God. Funny enough, I have a group of friends. That's why God is amazing. God is amazing. I have a group of friends. When our careers began to pick up, we are in different careers. We are in different careers. But you understand that one one person got a promotion. All of a sudden, he moved to the next person. He moved to the next person. And to the glory of God, we are all advancing in our careers. Praise God. Why? Because they are saying some things that will challenge you. Perhaps, why can't you improve yourself? Perhaps, why don't you start preparing for where you are going? Because you see, when you hang around people who are going nowhere, you will go nowhere. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So number three, for the sake of time, is what? Expectation. The Bible said that the expectations of the righteous shall not be what? Cut short. What are you expecting your tomorrow to look like? Because they frame your mindset. That the Jew will often say that then when they had nothing, he will look at the mirror and tell himself, Adeboye, your tomorrow will be alright. Hallelujah. Your tomorrow will be alright. What are you expecting? Praise God. Because you see, God will meet you at your what? Expectation. I often say it here that God is only responsible for what? Praise God. God is only responsible for what you believe him for. That the Jew will say you are bigger than the biggest, smaller than the smallest. If you believe small, God will meet you small. And yet, he's still what? God. Praise the name of the Lord. So many at times, when we read Ephesians 3.20 and it says, And to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ever ask, think or imagine, but he said, according to what? The power at work in you. So, I'm the one that determines the extent to which God can go with me. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Finally, the method. Hallelujah. Finally, the method. If you are a man or woman of value, then you must appreciate the element of skill. Praise God. You must be skillful. If you are going to command value, you must be what? Skillful. The Bible says, talking about someone whose background or family background will say it was a shameful one. Look at what the Bible says in 1 Kings 7 verse 13. It says, now King Solomon, a king, sent word and brought Hiram. He said what? A skilled craftsman from Tyre. He was the son of what? A widow from the tribe of Naphtali. Praise God. And he says his father was of Tyre, a craftsman in bronze. He says Hiram was filled with wisdom, understanding, and skill for doing any kind of work in bronze. And so he came to King Solomon and did all his bronze work. Hallelujah. Many a times we confess it saying that the gift of a man Make it way for him and bring it in before kings. Hallelujah. You must be skillful. Praise God. 
For many of us, we left the shores of Africa for a better life. It will not drop on your lap. One of the reasons why you must understand it as I round up, you see, is not every job that you apply for that they would want to give you visa to stay back. Praise God. But you see, if you are skillful, they have no choice but to choose you. Because what you don't know is this. For them to select you, they will have to do what they call what? Um, Holy Spirit, help me. It's called, let me just give a summary of what it is. It's called a skills test or a market or a skilled market test or whatever it is. And they have to prove to the government that they have searched among the locals and they could not find anybody. That is the reason why they are choosing to apply for this visa for you. Praise God. And so you understand that you are going to be among them. Then your intention should be that I must be so good that they cannot ignore me. Praise God. First of all, maybe one thing, I'm not the most smartest. Leave that first. Determine within yourself. Because the Bible said that what? I am what I am by the grace of God. Everybody's testimony here is grace. Praise God. But you must not be shoddy. You cannot do shabby work and say, I prayed in tongues and they chose me. It's not possible. Praise God. And so you must be determined what? Skillful. Because if you are going to prosper God's way, God cannot promote anybody that will embarrass him. Absolutely. He won't. Yet, he's still your father. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so these are the things that if we are going to command the wealth that God has intention for us, then you must Praise God. If we are going to command God's intention for us, you and I must be willing to embrace these patterns. That so long as we have the right motive, we have the right mindset, applying the right method, I guarantee you under God, his desire is to make you a sign and a wonder. Hallelujah. And I will end with the quote of last week. You must gain control over your money or what? The lack of it will forever control you. Praise God. Many people as a result of lack of money have done things that ordinarily they would never have done. It is not God's desire. It is not God's desire that you and I be servants to mammon. But God is giving or is bringing us to an understanding that if we make up our minds to apply these biblical truths, there is no extent to which God would go with us. Hallelujah. Let us bow our heads as we pray. First things first, as I will always say, God is only responsible for those who acknowledge him as Lord. Because Lord indicates that what? He is the owner of your life. So perhaps you are here and you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life. Perhaps you are here that you want your relationship with him to be restored. This is your day of salvation. Why don't you say with me, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me with your blood. I acknowledge that you died on the cross of Calvary for me. And on the third day you rose again. I ask that you would grant me the privilege to walk in the reality of the new creation even as I confess you as my Lord and my personal Savior. 
everlasting God in heaven, I thank you for everyone who has been under the influence of this word. I ask that this word, O God in heaven, will bring about a change and a transformation. That through your glory and your grace, O God in heaven, men will see our lives and confess that Jesus is Lord. Let your name be exalted, almighty God in heaven. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. Amen and amen. God bless you.